morning, you wonderful, beautiful, fantastic, amazing people out in the universe somewhere on all different parts of the world, you guys. I checked on the podcast the other day, and it's like in 36 or 37 different countries all over the world. That is pretty awesome. Um, It's almost at 6.7 thousand downloads, you guys. So please continue to listen and download. And if you would please, please give me a review on either iTunes or Spotify. That will help the podcast. And if this podcast is encouraging, please share it on your social media, text it to your friend, and you know, share with them the, the things that God is using to build you up in your life. That is really the function of the body of Christ. We are here, okay, to give the grace that God has poured inside of us in practical ways in the context of our life. And we cannot be ashamed to talk about and use the, the practical things that God has given us. But anyway, you guys, by the time you hear this episode, it will be March 30th. It is the end of March already. That is nuts and very crazy. 2022, I got to start saying that because as I've shared with you guys before, this podcast started in 2019. And, um, you know, I want to keep doing this thing as long as I can. And uh, I want you guys to kind of know what time period you're listening to. <laughs> anyway, I'm not even sure what I'm going to call today. Maybe I'm going to just call it how can I say this, Lord? Um, the ancient foundation. <laughs> Maybe that's what we're going to call it today. The ancient foundation. What the heck is that? And how is it relevant to you? And uh, it's just something that kind of came across my mind this morning as I was reading through my May notes in 2021. And I just want to break this down for you guys a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard that scripture, you know. Um It's in Isaiah 58, which we're going to get into that. And let's go ahead and pray before I do, you guys. Alrighty, let's pray. (laughs) Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for just being a stronghold of salvation in our lives, Lord. You will deliver us any means of deliverance, Lord, from danger, evil, or ruin, God. And that treasure and that hiding place is within our hearts. Lord, let us tap into that. Lord, I pray that we would just continue to be vulnerable to you that all of the thought patterns and the beliefs and the ways of being and whatever it is, Lord, our actions, our habits, those subconscious things that we're not aware of. Lord, let us be vulnerable to put those things under attack, especially when they when we know they don't serve us, Lord. It's so crazy how we can feel stress and strife and burden in our lives, Lord, but then stay, feel secure in carrying it lord let us be those people who lets you lead us into the paths you know of unknown paths lord that are going to bring about the peace and the freedom that we're seeking you say your burden is light your yoke is easy and your burden is light lord let's actually live that in our lives and give no excuse for having burdens and excuses to carrying them but let us lord lay lay those things down and really fully experience all that you have lord on this earth in this life not just when we're dead lord we need to see we need to see your restoration in our lives today. And I know I've seen it, Lord, and I want more of it. And I pray my brothers and sisters do as well. So Lord, God, direct this conversation. Thank you, God, for your insight that you give us and understanding. I pray you bless every single person listening to the podcast. I pray you would help them to see the value of the things I'm going to talk about today, Lord. And uh, they can start being a repair of broken walls in their own life first and then do that for other people. So we love you, Lord. We thank you so much for being here. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, guys, let me check this mic. I think it's on the right setting. Okay, cool. Anyway, 
Okay, so I was looking through my notes this morning and there was a couple things that really stuck out to me. I didn't even finish reading May, honestly, you guys. I'll just, you know, we'll probably do more podcasts on it or whatever, you guys. But these two things really stuck out. And there were some scriptures that I had written down, copied them from Micah. I didn't know they were in Micah. I had my husband help me look them up this morning. And uh, then there was something that I read and it was something about, Lord, what are the ancient foundations? And I don't know if that was a scripture that I had read at the time or whatever, but I remember asking the Lord that question. And the next thought that came to me was, you know, I was like, Lord, what are the ancient foundations? And it's like, you know, people living by my word. And I was just like, huh. And I thought about that. And, you know, how did God create the world? What is the foundation of this world, you guys? Is it not the word of God? Was it not a word that established the heavens and the earth that we live in? And you guys, it's been here since the beginning of time before man even knew there was a calendar, right? Before he even became aware of the things that we teach that have always been there. And that's the amazing thing about God. You know, man has the ability to think and reveal things, but you're only revealing what's already been there, right? When we talk about science, science is great. And I don't understand how people think that um, if you're a Christian, you can't believe in science. Are you kidding me? Like, where do you think science comes from, right? If you study creation, if you study the world, the physical earth, the physics, right? Because science is all kinds of stuff. It's not just the physical, it's the chemistry of it, right? things mixed together produces that produces something new right when you put the elements together so there's there's that side of it we've got the the physics side of it what goes up must come down right there's there's so much to this earth and when man reveals something that has been there the whole time he just was unaware of it and it's amazing how much people can be become so prideful in the fact that don't ever forget that you're human and you don't know everything, right? Even the scientists out there, these people that we look up to that are you know, very intelligent and God's given them some skills. You wanna know why the reason that scientists struggle these days, some of them out there, because their perspective. Oh, God doesn't exist. Think about how much you close your mind off if you don't think there's an infinite intelligence or you limit yourself to so many answers. Does that make sense? If you tell yourself something does not exist, you've limited yourself to so many solutions at the time. But if you look at it from, there's a solution, there's an answer to this, there's an intelligence out there that will help me figure it out, right? Because I mean, come on, you weren't, you didn't ask to be put here, you were here. The only thing you, the only reason you know what you know is because someone taught you, and then you became aware as an adult that you can teach yourself and you might start teaching yourself, but you guys get the point, right? We don't know what we know just, you know, from nowhere. It's, it's always been here because God has always been here and his word is what established everything that we're aware of today that we highly exalt as far as like, wow, that's really cool that, you know, that happens with the planets or, you know, all those facts that we teach our children about the world, right? That are so interesting. It's like, those are, oh, those have always been there. Okay. All we're doing is digging up treasure, right? But anyway, so I was asking the Lord about that. Lord, what are the ancient foundations? What do you mean restoring the ancient foundations? Well, I was looking for the scripture and I think I found it. All right. As as far as, um, you know, 
trying to find verses that were close to that. So anyway, Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah 58 first. Isaiah 58, 12 says, and this is the NIV version, you guys. I usually, I, I read between NIV and New King James for anyone who's wondering. Okay, so Isaiah 58, 12, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age old foundations. Semicolon. You will be called repair broken walls, restore of streets with dwellings. Obviously, we know the cornerstone who's going to do that, right? Jesus Christ. He's the repair of broken walls, restore streets with dwellings. God restores us. Jesus Christ restores us. How did he do that? By his blood. What's his blood for? To cleanse your spirit. What's your spirit? Your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. The Lord will cleanse you of any thought, emotion, or ill will that you have carried that is keeping you stuck in blame, shame, condemnation, judgment, burden, stress, anxiety, depression. Insert negative emotion here. Okay? Now, you're not to live by your emotions. They are indicators. And if you are emotionally feeling screwed up, that's an indicator that something needs to change. You need, a, you need a new perspective. You need an overhaul. You need some healing. You need some restoration. You need to learn to receive. You need to learn to be vulnerable again, right? Because there's nothing that we do, right, in the kingdom of heaven to get ourselves in a position before God. You know what we do? We receive. That's all we do. You know, read, read I think somewhere in the book of John, I think it's John 6. And, uh, you know, John 4, John 6, and the people are like, what must we do to do the works that God requires? He's like, believe. Believe what I told you. Why? Because your words that you live by are the foundations of your life. And not all the words you live by and the things you meditate on and your subconscious mind and all this kind of deep stuff in human beings is of God. How many of you were raised up in a house uh, that you know was really familiar with the Lord and understood His ways and His character and His kindness and His love and His mercy and His grace, and and knew how to live in the in the skills and the talents and the vision that God had given to them? Right? Most of us haven't. I didn't. I can't speak for you guys, and I know that our parents did our best. But the point is, is if there's any area of your life where you're not making progress, if there's any area where you're struggling or there's injury or whatever, that's just that you just need something from the Lord. You need you need some goodness. You need some love, mercy, truth, restoration, right? He'll give that to you free of charge. You know, and he'll give it to you. It says he will give you peace that surpasses knowledge. Guess what? Our thoughts, we don't we don't always know how to think ourselves into peace, if that makes any sense. We don't always know how to, you know, re reconstruct ourselves in a way that's going to be beneficial. But that's the beauty of it, right? When you come before the Lord and you pour out your heart and you tell him what you need and you say, Lord, I, you know, I've read, I, you know, I hope you're reading the word of God. You should be. That's what's going to change your life if you start integrating it. Not just reading it, though. Not just like opening it, looking at it, but engaging with it, right? God is spirit. He has thoughts, emotions, and a will. If you've asked for the Holy Spirit, he lives inside of you. He literally wants you to ask him questions about his word. He wants you to understand it. Did you guys know that's the only way you're going to bear fruit is if you retain and understand? Understanding is the, the, the birthplace of, of fruit and, and all the good things you want to do. You will not change or make progress or integrate anything new into your life if you don't understand how to do it. That's why you got to be around people who are have what you want, right? Who have maybe a certain level of results in their life that you want, right? And then you can un try to understand. And that's why you got to be humble though, you guys, I'm telling you. Anyway, 
So your people will be, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up age-old foundations. Okay. So rebuilding the ancient ruins can raise up ancient old foundations. Ancient old foundations. This world, this world was built upon the knowledge of God, and God had a certain plan for us as far as ruling and subduing and living underneath his government and experiencing the benefits of him. Okay. Um, as we now integrate what Christ has done into our lives, you're going to become those people. You're going to rebuild the ancient ruins. All right. You're going to raise up the age old, age old foundations, you know, and it's amazing. Did you guys know that there's literal principles that you can live by established ways of being and modes of action that will actually produce good. All right. God wants to do that for us. And I read another scripture this morning. Oh Lord, where was it? Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. I think it's in Micah. Let me, let me look for it really quick. You guys bear with me. But he was talking about the results of what was going on around them. Okay. And it was not pretty. Let's put it that way. Okay. So there's certain results. I think it's, uh, Micah here. Let me go, let me go to the end of the old Testament here, but excuse me, there was things going on that weren't, shouldn't have been going on. I mean, it was horrible, right? The, the situation and circumstances, but, um, Oh, let me check my other Bible. You guys, hold on. I got my other one sitting here. Bear with me. Um, I wasn't planning on going over this verse, but you know, I just, I just try to follow the Holy spirit and things that pop into my mind like this. And so that's just kind of how I roll you guys. That's why sometimes you might listen to my podcast and it seems like it's all over the place, but you know, these things are relevant, right? We got to talk about it. So let me see. Not Zechariah. It's not Malachi. I think it is Micah. My, that's, that's a book, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. So let me see here. This is Micah chapter two. Woe to those who devise iniquity and work out evil on their beds. At morning light, they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. They covet fields and take them by violence, also houses and seize them. So they oppress a man in his house, a man in his inheritance, right? Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, against this family, I am devising disaster for which you cannot remove your necks, nor shall you walk haughtily, for this is an evil time. In that day, one shall take up a proverb against you and lament with a bitter lamentation saying, we are utterly destroyed. He has changed the heritage of my people. How he has removed it from me to a turncoat. He has divided our fields. Therefore, you will have no one to determine the boundaries by lot in the assembly of the Lord. Do not prattle, you say to those who prophesy, so they shall not prophesy to you. They shall not return insult for insult. Seven, you who are named the house of Jacob, he goes, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly? Whoa. Do not my words do good to those who walk uprightly? Why are we not seeing good in the land, in the world? Why? Because people are living by their own words and interpretations and understanding and insight. They're not living by the inside of God. If they were, they would bear fruit. Fruit is good. Fruit does what, you guys? What's the point of fruit? It benefits you and it benefits other people. A farmer plants food, healthy food. Fruit is good, right? I mean, that was the first food God gave us in the garden. It's got nutrients and all this good kind of stuff. It's good for you and it's good for other people. Your life should be good for you and good for other people. If it's not, something's gotta change, straight up, okay? That's the truth of the matter. God only produces good. And that's the thing, church. We got to stop 
looking at God as if him blessing people and doing good for them is evil. It's evil for you to think evil of God for doing good. Right? Let's talk about it, guys. Come on. Look at the results. Does God's word not do good to those who are righteous? What's righteousness mean? Right? Don't get in behavior mode, y'all. Remember what righteousness is? Go to like Psalm 26. Right? Or uh, what is it? Romans 4. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. You know how you're righteous before God? You believe what he said. It's very simple. It's not a complicated thing, you guys. We make it so complicated. We put so much burden on people. And Jesus talked about this. He talked about this with the Pharisees. He goes, you put burdens on people and will not lift a finger to carry it. You say, this is how you're supposed to live out the word of God. And people are are weighed down by what you're saying. And you don't even do what you say. Horrible. You guys, let's do better, church. Come on now. All right, so ancient foundations. Let me get to the other verse really, really quick, you guys, before I get off of here. And this was really, really good. This this stuck out to me. So Isaiah 33, 5 through 6 says, Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. How many people take wisdom and knowledge for granted? Like it's not a big deal. Oh, I don't need that. Are you sure? How did you get to where you're at in your life right now? Have you actually ever sat back and asked yourself that question? How have you gotten the results that you have in your life? Do you like the results you have in your life? Do you like the person that you are by the results and the choices and behaviors and attitudes that you have taken on? Are you happy with that? If not, have you ever considered, right, the knowledge and the maybe lack of wisdom? But there's also a fool's wisdom too. Me and my husband were talking about that. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. But let's talk about wisdom really quick, you guys. What is wisdom? Wisdom is your ability to see what is right and just, okay? No, no, the best ends for the best means. No, the best ends and the best means for attaining that end. So again, vision is key. You got to have a vision for your life. Then your wisdom should dictate the vision, okay? You should know the best ends and the best means to get to that end, to get to that vision. What legacy do you want to have? What kind of life do you want to have, right? You've got to be thinking about this. The Lord says people die for lack of knowledge. People die for perish for lack of vision. I mean, you guys. And and I think the reason we don't appreciate wisdom and knowledge is because it's something that is not talked about in culture. Now, why would that be, if you think about it from another perspective, why would it be a benefit to not teach people wisdom and knowledge? Because then only certain people have it and can make decisions for others, right? It's a matter, it's, and now it becomes a matter of manipulation and control of the masses. Your lack of knowledge, your lack of understanding. Not realizing, taking a step back and asking yourself, wow, how did I get here in my life? Are you just drifting? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you have a destination? Do you get in your car and just drive all over the streets? And even if you go out cruising, right, you still know where you're headed. You're still familiar. (laughs) You guys get what I'm saying? There's context. There's a difference between getting out in your car and cruising on a Sunday afternoon when it's all nice outside and just chilling, got the music cranked up, versus, you know, just 
going out and, and, and just being reckless, pissed off, leaving your house because you're mad and just driving everywhere, you know? Come on, you guys get what I'm trying to say. I hope you have a destination in mind for your life. And if you don't have one, or if you don't understand this, it may be because you lack wisdom and knowledge. Now let's check this out really quick and I gotta get off here, guys. Start, song, or, uh, Isaiah 33, verse five, this is NIV. The Lord is, exalt, ex, the Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. For he will fill Zion with his justice and righteousness. Amen. He will be the sure foundation for your times, our times, today. Today is the day of salvation, right? A rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Oh my gosh, you guys. There's so much in this. He's a sure foundation for your times everybody's time this isn't just oh that was back in the day you need this stuff today as much as it was needed yesterday and tomorrow all right there are certain principles that will never die no matter what time period you're in you know oh whatever this is like the new stuff food still has to be grown the same way bruh you still got to get your butt out there and put a seed in the ground we still need farmers even though they're trying to like even get rid of that right let's Let's go ahead and grab, you know, grow some meat in a lab and we're going to call it plant-based. Disgusting. Good grief, you guys. Wake up. Come on. There are certain things you should not toy with, right? And uh, especially your food when it comes to that. But that's a whole nother conversation. The point is, is growing fruit and growing vegetables is the same principle. You put the seed in the ground and you take care of the soil, take care of the ground, do the proper uh, procedures, right? and bear fruit, make a plant. He will be sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. What is salvation? I've already talked to you guys about it. Any means of deliverance from danger, evil or ruin. And that is for today. Do you not need any means of deliverance today? Are you humble enough to actually acknowledge you need it? Right? Are you, are you sick of the tapes that you play in your head that keep you from it? I'm telling you, being a Christian is humble. And only prideful, arrogant people will not submit to the love of God. All right. Um, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge for the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. You guys know what the fear of the Lord is? You guys know the two definitions of fear. You got the one sitting sitting in the corner sucking your thumb fear and afraid, afraid of impending danger and evil. Or the awe, the awe of God. Like, Wow. That is amazing. Now, I believe that, you know, there's a level of fear as far as like in the very beginning, Lord, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> I remember when I started seeking the Lord again and, um, you know, I, I said, Lord, if I was to die today, I don't even know where I'm going. You know, there was, there was a genuine fear in that because the truth is I am going to die one day. So are you, right? I mean, the truth is you're going to die one day. Where are you going? Right. I was like, Lord, I got to make peace with you. Cause I, I mean, I, I've been wanting to know the Lord. I remember since I was like five years old, I was, I was young, you know, but, um, I didn't have an environment that was conducive to that, to the desires I had, but here I am today talking to you guys on this podcast, you know, God never let me go. Um, and he's been with me the whole time. And if he's tugging on your heart, he's been with you the whole time. You just got to surrender, surrender to the tugging of the heart, (laughs) surrender to God coming to you and say, Hey, where'd you go? Get a better relationship with how you see the Lord. Um, he's not 
um, what most people say as far as the burden side of it and the judgmental and all of that. There is a level of that as there should be, right? I hope you have some different uh, standards and parameters in your life that um, if they're crossed, there's consequences, right? Okay. So there's, there has to be healthy amount of consequences for certain things. All right. Um, insert here, insert the one thing that you're passionate about for justice, right? Come on, you guys, you know, but how did God draw us in? He goes, my kindness led you to repentance, right? Heaven is going to be the, that, right? There's nothing but good, peace, joy, right? So anyway, that is all I have for you guys today. You know, God wants us to be the repair of ancient walls, you know, foundations, right? And we do that through his word. And we do that through looking at the context of our lives, asking ourselves, Lord, where am I not living by your words? Where, where do I need to build the foundations of my own life? Where are my foundations cracked? Where am I struggling? And get a new perspective. Ask him, ask him to give you what you need. Lord, I need love. I need restoration. I need healing, Lord. You know, I'm pretty dang jaded from all the crap I've been through in relationships with people and feeling burned out and stressed. And, you know, Lord, I hate my life at times, right? Be real with him. God says, I desire truth in the end most part. If that's how you're feeling and what you're going through, be truthful. Bring everything to the light. Bring the darkness in you to the light of Christ. He's already the light. Boom. And if you have asked for the Holy Spirit, all you're doing is bringing that to be exposed. And that's what is that's where you're going to get the growth. If you really want to grow, you got to be willing to expose yourself. That, and you got to be vulnerable. Being, that is vulnerable, ain't it, to expose yourself? Come on now. All right, you guys, I'm going to pop off here. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm still needing some donations for the book, you guys. If you could please help me load Jesus, load, help me now. I would really appreciate it, you guys. I still got to give them 1300 bucks just for them to start this publication process. And uh, if you guys could give at least, you know, 5, 10, 15 bucks. I got 17 devotionals left. If you can give a donation, um, I will send you a signed copy of the devotional once I got the physical copy in my hands, you guys. I really believe that this devotional can help facilitate massive change and healing in people's lives if they do the work. Like this book, don't expect to read it and it's going to change you. You have to be willing to change. And I walk you guys through the process that the Lord led me through for my own transformation process just for the sake of you kind of having a model, okay? You can model it and you can go on your own journey. Everybody has to, if you want treasure, everybody's got to dig. You got to get your own shovel out. You've got your own piece of property you got to work with, okay? Um, You got to take full responsibility for everything God's given you. Your heart is your property, your life, your body, your thoughts, your attitudes, all of that. God has put treasures inside of you, skills, talents, values, character. However, you and I both know that there are things that have happened, injuries, burdens, condemnation, weeds, all this stuff that is trying to keep that within you. God, he doesn't want, let me tell you something. The enemy does not want you to live out all the good that God has. All right. And how do we know that? Look what he did in the garden. Anyway, let's not get into that, you guys. So please donate if you can. I'll put the link in the podcast description today. Um, I went ahead and it's on the give, go, send. It's a Christian platform. The GoFundMe is still up because the GoFundMe got sent out to a lot of people. And I figured I'm going to keep the GoFundMe going just in case that's the only platform people know of. So the GoFundMe works. The Give, Send, Go works. There's PayPal. You guys, I really need your help. So if you can donate, please, please, please do so. All right, you guys. Have an awesome rest of the day. And I will talk to you guys next week.